0: So
1: welcome to the Instructor Podcast Green Room Edition. This is a show where we bring you all the latest news and specific topics as they relate to the driving instructor industry. As always, I am your splendid host, Terry Cook, and I'm delighted to be here. And even more delighted that you have chosen to listen, but you'll be glad to know it's not just me. I am joined by the ever delightful Chris Benstead. How are we doing, Chris?
0: Hello. I'm doing really well. I'm yeah, having a
1: great week. Excellent. Uh, I never know whether t- how to introduce you. Is it Chris Spencer of the DITC, Chris Spencer of the Theory Test Explain, Chris Spencer of Motormouth? What What do we label you as?
0: I, I got told the other day, Chris Spencer, who turns up to the opening of a paper bag. So, <laughs> you know, I, I I I like being involved in stuff in the industry. So, you know, yeah. Industry mouthpiece. How's about that?
1: Well, I'm going to give you a public challenge now. Because this episode will be going out on the 28th of February, which will also be the time the the webinar from the DIA for the the Motormouth will be going out that evening. So make sure you go and tune into that and watch that. Uh, I want you to get Carly to introduce you as Chris Benson from the Green Room. (laughs) That's the challenge. I'll give it a go. (laughs) That will be, I will retire if you can. I'll Um,
0: definitely give it a go.
1: But yeah, you are listening to The Green Room, this is episode 26, and and someone actually asked me recently, they they couldn't quite get their head around what The Green Room is. Now, I thought I did quite a good uh, way of simplifying that at the beginning, but for anyone that isn't sure, The Green Room is, is simply where we look at the instructor profession as a whole, the ADI, PDI profession as a whole, and we dig deep into a topic and the latest news. So whereas on the Instructor Podcast, I will get different guests in to speak about a topic that may relate, Um, this is very, very specific. And we have got some very, very specific news this week uh, all around the DVSA. Now, before we dive into this, some of you may have seen a Facebook post I put up a little while ago talking about how I try not to get ranty on the podcast. And I try to be positive and constructive and trying to give you something to take away each time um apologies in advance for going back on that on today's episode um but lots of news around dvsa and i'm going to start off with a positive actually because they did recently update their theory test app so the the official dvsa one and i spotted this before they sent the email out um but it looks a hell of a lot better it felt quite dated compared to some of the others Um, so i'm pleased to have updated it um again nothing monumental but it's about time uh anything you want to add to that chris have you had a chance to play on it all yet or
0: i i just need to know a bit more as to whether there is ai of some kind that helps you identify what you're getting wrong and what you don't know because that's the big divider on on apps on theory apps is um does it randomly ask you questions so you don't know if you've been asked everything or you you don't get asked what you need to know or is there some kind of logic to it so i'm i'm keen to find out but uh visually i thought it looked great so you know hopefully it is it's not style over substance yeah i i like the
1: aesthetics of it and and part of that might just because of the blue which always reminds me of the instructor podcast <laughs> but i mean if we're being completely honest the the, the apps are all and I don't mean to be dismissive, but they're very similar. They, they do a very similar thing. Some are marketed better than others, um, but I think a lot of it comes down just to personal preference of, of what you prefer. But, um, yeah, I think that it's good that they've, they've updated it. it. It looks a hell lot better, which hopefully will actually encourage more people to to maybe learn the theory a little bit as well.
0: Yeah, what, what I would like to see is the ability for instructors to – engage with it and their pupils so we can see what our pupils are doing. Uh, but I know that you know they are looking at that on, on on other platforms. So, yeah, that's always a benefit as an instructor. But as an app, it looks really nice. I just wanted to make sure it's doing the right job. Yep. Uh, the other uh, bit
1: of news now, I consider this a positive. I think you'll consider it a positive, but I'm confident there are some people listening that warns the uh, are you ready up uh, i can say the are you ready website um by the dvsa has been updated expanded it's got more information on there there's more things for people to look at yeah give us your thoughts on that chris
0: yeah i i i like it i think there's some really good content um there's a few bits of you know potential contention as to whether that you want that information out there or whether you agree with it i think more and more instructors are using it as a way to kind of show pupils look this is what the dvsa are saying and you're not there so i i think they've done a great job it is the best um uh project that, that i've seen from the dvsa um in in the time that i've been doing the job so i think they've done it really well and having had the pleasure of speaking to them as i know you have as well i know it's going to to grow and and become something even bigger and more beneficial so i i haven't really got any negatives about it i think it's a great it's a great resource for us there
1: was some of the wording that i wasn't keen on um and i know that i put my feedback across on that mm-hmm. um and I think that there's still an element at times of it being a bit too test-focused. And I think that, you know, I've said this before, that I'm always reluctant to... It sometimes feels a bit like we're saying, if you don't do this private practice, you're not going to pass. And it feels a little bit like that. And I think I'd rather the focus sometimes with just on the practice overall. But I do really, really like it. I agree with you. It's the best project they've done maybe since I've been an instructor, which isn't as long as as you, I think seven years now. Um, I, I do like it. There was uh, There's a scaling system which they, yep. they, they brought up, which I really liked. It was like they graded one to five and five being reflecting upon it. And I've actually brought that into my lessons a little bit now. So, you know, can you do it? But then can you do it and reflect upon it? I find that quite an interesting take.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that was something that I spoke to them about, that that took me back to when it was the the DVSA system of of sort of five stars of have you introduced it, are you, or the level at which the pupil is working at, whereas this is actually the level at which they're driving at. So it's not about the instruction uh, instructional approach, are we prompting them, it's do they need prompting. So I think that addition of, of reflection, um is is yeah i think that's really nice and the um syllabus for want of a better phrase the the is it 27 skills that, yeah. that that are on there um i thought that breakdown was interesting i there's some i would have added or changed or everything else but actually as dvsa go um i felt it was it was a nice breakdown um you know it, it's it's not it's not the everything that we we try to look at and I agree. It makes it a bit test focused, but it, it, I think everything was there to some extent.
1: And, and just as a couple of side notes, if anyone has any, any banging in the background, the, uh, the lady lives above me, just tied on a running machine. Uh, so that's what that is. But also... Um, it did amuse me because uh, I, I I spoke to them about this after you. And this was one of the points. I said it a few times was Chris had comments about this bit. <laughs> it was quite amusing. But yeah, I think the thing I would recommend to any in listeners to go and look at it and take what's right for you. You're not going to look at that, probably think, oh, 100% of this I'm going to use, but there will be bits of it that you can use. And I've, I've said for a while that it feels like they're backing us up a little bit here, you know, and, and there's, you know, uh, things only about a number of hours and stuff like that. So if you've got a student that, I mean, hopefully we don't let it get this far, you've, you've got a student that's arguing about being ready for a test or something, you've got the DVSA backing you up, potentially, you can show the information on there. Now, ideally... You don't wait until that point. Ideally, you're talking about stuff like that from day one to a degree. Um, and you don't let it get to where it's an actual problem, but it, it's good there. The other thing I will mention, uh, we will get more into this on an episode further down the line. Uh, the DVSA are coming on. i forget the chap's name, but uh, it's someone from the Driver Services Recovery, because we're also going to be talking about driving test waiting times. And it's in charge of driver services recovery. So that could be an interesting conversation. I'm saying that. We've not recorded yet. but still fall through. But, uh, yeah, well, we're going to be covering more about the Are You Ready campaign there. So um, anything else to add onto that, Chris?
0: No, no. That sounds really good. I look forward to listening to that.
1: Cool. Um, then there was the other information from the DVSA, which is they are trying to present prevent driving test fraud. So let's get this right. The the they are getting an image of the candidates on their iPad to then compare that rather than looking at the um, the uh, what do you call it the license. Uh, they're getting that to to make sure it's, it is who it says on the tin, essentially, which I think is a good thing. Um, uh, worth mentioning anything to add or?
0: I, I have the the pleasure of one of our local guys uh who being one of the fraud and integrity people from DVSA uh who comes and does a bit of the overtime testing to try and reduce the waiting list. Um and we were chatting about this and apparently it's a massive problem with they think it's organized crime um putting a, a film with a photo over the photo that's on the license. So this is where it's coming from, is is really to identify the you know the the, the the document the license hasn't been doctored so you know if if it's preventing against that uh, i don't understand understand why anyone would have an issue with it however my only concern is if you've got one of those licenses with a picture that's come off of their passport where they look 12 because they are (laughs) Um, might be worth making sure that when your pupils first start, they get that photo updated so that it looks like them. Because yeah. if they're now working off of something that's actually a decent quality and everything else, you don't want you don't want to be refused because your your pupil looks like a child on their photo.
1: Cool. Uh, all right. So in a minute, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the uh, uh, changes to audit the massive revolutionary changes to audit we're going to be talking about uh love days email about the achievements from 2022 what's going up in 2023 and we're going to be talking about grades as well a and b and how chris recently provoked a bit of a stir around grades and uh, we're going to tell you as well a little bit about a new event that's coming up that uh, chris has made me aware of that if you've got a spare couple of pounds that you could attend uh, but before we do that let's set take a minute to set the table so uh, chris do you want to just tell us a little bit about you a little bit about what you do and where people can indeed find you
0: I'm Chris Benstead. I am from the Driving Instructor and Trainers Collective, the DITC, which you can find at theditc.co.uk. And we are the signposting platform for the driving instructor industry. The biggest conversation I have with instructors is that when they first approached the industry, what we call pre-PDIs, that they couldn't find anything that wasn't either Um, Gov.uk minimum standards of this, these are the steps you've got to take or possibly overstated sales pitches from very big companies looking to sell them a product. And they're looking for that important information in between. And that's what we try to provide and try to offer support for. And then for once people have, are qualifying and have qualified, that they can then come along and get benefits and support and uh, the right information. And, and that's what what we do. So come along and have a look. Um, check it out and, and see whether you want to, want to join us to uh, make the world a better place. It's a, it's
1: a good investment, I would say that, and uh, and you are listening to the green room of the Instructor Podcast, and as always, I am your splendid host, Terry Cook. Now, the Instructor Podcast has been going for, oh, since early 2021, so over two years, almost two years, I think it was April 2021, it kicked off, so almost two years, and uh, we speak to leaders, experts, innovators, and in game changers, look at ways that we can help you improve your driving school, and potentially Become an even more awesome driving instructor. Uh, so, the best place for you to find out more is to go to www.theinstructorpodcast.com. And over there, you can find past episodes. You can find out more about the show. You can find out links to other podcasts. So, if uh, if we're on a bit of a sabbatical as we are between seasons now, you can go and check out all the awesome stuff over there, including Voices from the Road, a cracking little podcast by James Luckhurst. Uh, so, I'll definitely recommend you go and check that out. But also, you can check out the premium content over on the website as well we've got a whole host of shows i think there's like 86 exclusive shows over there at the minute stuff around the standards check as well as with people like bob martin robin bates uh nick oak san harper and we've got another two shows coming up soon as well um over the next few months they'll be starting up and in uh march on the 19th the instructor podcast returns uh, for season five and also in march we have something very special launching an instructor podcast premium so make sure you hang out for that And uh, also, this is the last podcast before we get to it, so I'm going to mention it now. The 16th of March is Driving Instructor Day. Uh, So make sure you – yeah, exactly. We'll give it a big cheer. Uh, So make sure you are listening – not listening, sorry, looking out for the posts on the uh, Facebook, uh, the wonderful Stefan. I'm going to try and pronounce his surname correctly, Stefan Plus, I think it's pronounced as, uh, has made this international. He's from Switzerland and he's got a lot of Swiss driving instructors taking part as well. So it's now International Driving Instructor Day. Any post you make online, use the hashtag driving instructor day and I will try my best to share them. You can find out more at www.drivinginstructorday.com or if in switzerland you can find the, the swish, version, swish, swish version of the site over there as well but i would love it if you could do something special on adi day so whether that's uh taking the day off whether it's doing a raffle for your students that day to see if someone can win a free lesson whether it's Beeping as you go past a test center, although I that might even be the day of the examiners are striking. So you know that could be fun for driving the day. But yeah, it would be great if you could celebrate that and give that a little cheer. Any thoughts on driving
0: the day, Chris? I, I thought it was the day that we all go on strike because I keep seeing in the news that <laughs> instructors are striking. Um, but yes, no, I, it, I'm looking forward to what I'm going to do because I don't know what it is yet, and and uh, I'm having a think about that one. But um, yeah, it, I. It's awesome that we have a day where we can all recognise ourselves, so we can we can t- make that effort to do so. Well, I'm going to give a little
1: shout out to uh, I can't always get his surname wrong. Can't remember if it's Andy Sink or Andy Sinker. Either way, uh, P- uh, A.D.I. lives near me. Uh, we're meeting up this uh, this year. We're going to have a a little coffee or something like that, a little get together. Uh, he's one of my premium members. We do talk a bit, but we've never actually met in person, so I'm actually making. Okay physical effort this year physical effort um and i will be posting some sort of picture online with the hashtag driving it today and i still need to update the website with the picture from last year so that that could be done on my week off which was the last week so (laughs) there you go um wasn't done i should say not could be either way um let's move on to the rest of the news Uh, And this is where it gets interesting because Audit, Chris, there were some revolutionary sweeping changes to Audit that have been being cried out for for years. Do you want to (laughs) tell us what they were?
0: I made a big mistake of getting excited about the fact that they were revisiting Audit and they were going to look at making it better. And uh, as far as I can tell, the only change um, of any kind of substance is that it's got to include role play so you you can't be training from the back seat or anything like that that it's a a, a pdi because obviously just to clarify audit uh, audit being instructor training it's a voluntary system so you know it, there there isn't Anyone can train a driving instructor. Um, You don't even have to be a driving instructor to train a driving instructor, but you can voluntarily join Audit and pay the DVSA money for the privilege, um, which would be brilliant if it was a good structured training scheme and if it it enforced some form of quality. But um, unfortunately, no, they've just made sure it's role play. I'm immensely disappointed uh, I appreciate it's probably hugely political and all of that but I'm I'm still disappointed but and I know we're going to come to this love day has hinted that there are still going to be some changes upcoming with audit so maybe you know they, they might change one of the letters or something but uh I'm I've, I've given up being hopeful I, I was really looking forward to something substantial and we've missed it never give up being hopeful
1: never give up being hopeful I have been a bit disillusioned with some stuff recently but I have never given up hope there is always hope Chris um we've never actually spoke about audit properly on this show uh, as, as a, like the topic part so I was thinking perhaps when we uh because we haven't announced it yet so we may as well do it now uh the instructor podcast is going to be back at the intelligent instructor uh recording live uh we're going to about the conference in Kempton, Kempton which is the 20 something of april i think it's the 3rd or 26 i can't remember which but it's a sunday and um, we're going to be recording live that i was asked back because i did that much of an awesome job last year however i made a, a request this year that we do something slightly different and uh, we are recording the green room live at kempton this year so chris you are going to be joining me at kempton so perhaps that could be uh, the audit episode that could be interesting Yes, no, that would be
0: really good. Looking forward to that
1: on the 23rd of April. 23rd of April, just exactly as I said. Um, yeah, that could be interesting. We don't know how long we've got yet. I have requested that we get an hour so we can do a full-length green room, but uh, we may be restricted to, to 30 minutes. We'll see. We'll let you know as and when. But if you are considering going down, you can come and watch the green room being recorded live. Uh possibly even a green room extra afterwards being recorded live. And uh, and yeah, if you're not considering going down, we'll reconsider because I'm going to be there and that's always awesome. Um, but yeah, I think we should definitely include that as a topic at some point going forward. But um, yeah, it's just disappointing that more changes weren't made. But as you said, I do think sometimes maybe hands are tied that we can't see our tied.
0: Yes, I, I get that. But that doesn't stop us being disappointed.
1: No, definitely not. Uh, speaking of disappointment... Um, let's move on to the email that rider sent out, and I fully appreciate that this podcast is going out before I've uh, actually got the DVSA on, so I'll try and tempt what I say slightly here in case that gets uh, cancelled. Um, so the DVSA's achievements in 2022. I'm going to start this off with an example of my own. And I hope this comes out the way I intend it, so uh, please pull me up if it doesn't, Chris. But I was uh, nominated and voted for in the uh, Intelligent Instructor Awards for ADI of the Year. I finished 12th overall and second in the Yorkshire and Humber region Um So I think technically you could class me as the the best male instructor in in Yorkshire, you could say. But either way, um, yeah, so I finished second and 12th. Now, I've not promoted that anywhere. I've not. I don't think I've even mentioned it publicly. I know a couple of other people have. My mum blathered it all over Facebook, But um, But yeah, but the reason I haven't mentioned it is because I genuinely felt like I let a lot of my students down last year. Now, I've spoken a little bit about this on the show before in the issues I had personally last year and how a lot of my students, I would have completely understood if they'd ditched me because there was that many cancellations going on. Now, not necessarily can't make it this morning, sort of cancellations, but cancellations, I, didn't, I need the week off because I can't stand up or sit down, sort of cancellations. And so I felt like I I, I let too many people down last year. So even though I was really touched, to, that many people voted for me and, and some of my students copied me in on some of the stuff they'd said, uh, you know, that they sent me a copy of the, the comments I put and I was really... Heartwarming, and I think some of them even use that as like the reference. Even though Terry was struggling with this, he still did this. I didn't feel right to celebrate that because of everything else. Did I celebrate it personally? Did I, do I take a look back up on twenty twenty two and look at some of the stuff I achieved? Yes. Do I publicly shout about that? No, because I don't think it's right. And I think that's my issue with this, in that I do think there was a lot of issues in twenty twenty two that maybe not necessarily stemmed because of the DVSA but could have been done differently or improved upon because of the DVSA. And I think to then blase around those, not mention those, sweep those under the carpet and everything's rosy, look at all this amazing stuff, is a little bit disingenuous. And and, and I think that's my stance. Where, where would you... Well, do you want to? I that? think
0: I think you've put that very well. Um, so yeah, I I just I don't know. Read the room, yeah, please. Um, Love day. I don't. <laughs> I I I get it. You know, we've all got to do the PR pitch sometimes, and we've all got to you know to kind of make sure that the work we are doing. Because if you're in a big hole and you're you are working on trying to get yourself out of that big hole. Yes, you've also got to motivate your staff. What we can't afford, as instructors, we can't afford examiners to go, right, I'm not doing the overtime because it's a choice. They don't have to do it. Yeah, we, we can't afford for those for for that negativity to be there. And if you are an, an examiner who's doing as much overtime as they can physically manage to do and, and everything else, you want to be appreciated for that. So – all right. Yes, I, I get that. Um, I I just think starting with starting with a headline of reflecting on DVSA successes. Um, I considering that I thought it was a very long blog article, um, but and and then to finish with um, helping communicate the changes of the Highway Code. I still haven't met anyone who really knows that there's been much of a change outside of people in the industry. Um I, I keep having this conversation with people and I go, really? When did that happen? A year ago, over a year ago. So um yeah, I I I feel possibly while I I don't particularly disagree with the ev- evidence that's in there. Um, I'm sure those statistics did say or were made to say what you know what they've said. I think the flavour or the temperature of of what was put out there was was possibly ill conceived. Um, even if you just change the headline I to know. "We're not quite as bad as you think we are,"
1: twenty twenty two reviewed. I think it's that yeah. celebrating the successes. I, I, you, you know me. You know that I'm one for celebrating successes. Um, If you look at my Facebook group uh, for the Instructor Podcast, which admittedly I haven't been on much recently, another story another day, but the one consistent thing over there of the years has been on the Saturday, tell me wins, what have you achieved? I'm all for celebrating successes, but it's, it's, as I said at the start, there's a time and a place. And I think if you do a 2022-year 20, review and you look at some of the stuff that's done well and some of the stuff that's not done so well, people can buy that. And I appreciate it's just a title, but you've said it quite succinctly and, and read the room. There's a lot of negativity towards and Now, me and you are probably not necessarily falling into that bracket. You know, we did spend the first bit of this conversation talking about the, the positives there. And I do think there are positives there. And there are positives within what they've set out, you know, put the statistics aside because uh what is it they say statistics statistics and damn lies we can interpret anything into whatever we want and um that's not saying they have you know it's saying that anyone can and but i just think you know there was a section in there about managing the weather and i'm like we know it's gonna snow we can take a really good guess it's snow. you should factor that in when you're you might not be able to change anything But you should factor in that you're not going to do so many tests a year because of this. That should be in your schedule. That's not something you then boast about. We managed the weather really Well, did you? Because I'm pretty confident there were two tests of mine that got turned away that could have gone out. I'm fairly Mm. confident about that. I mean, again, on the plus side, um, I don't think I'm misremembering this, but on the plus side, they're now changing it so that um, the eyesight check is different or going to be different so that – you know, it's less of that can you see in bad visibility, you know. So the, 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 there is positives there, but I think don't, don't scrape the barrel looking for positives. Find the things that are positive. Really, celebrate the Are You Ready campaign. Really celebrate that. Put more emphasis into making that the positive. Yes, by all means, mention the strikes. Mention that because that is something you maybe couldn't plan for, something you couldn't accommodate, and something that, you know, nothing to do with you in a sense in, in, in that way. But I just... There's 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 a time and a place and morale is low among some examiners and among some instructors and I think that celebrating what you've done isn't necessarily the ideal way to raise morale. I mean minute, maybe celebrate celebrate the people. And I'm doing this in very commas on an audio podcast, but the people below you, the people beneath you, you know, support those below, praise those below, praise the examiners that are doing a damn good job. You know, praise those ones. Praise the instructors that are continuing to work hard, not, look what we've done. I'm going to stop there.
0: Um, (laughs) There's also a Welsh version of the Highway Code out now, so, you know.
1: That's Again, that is genuinely a good thing. Is, again, there are things that we've spoke about that should have been done before. That There should have been a Welsh Highway Code earlier. There should have been an improved theory test app earlier. Graham O'Brien said it last year when he said about the text messaging service reminders. That should have been done earlier behind the... Do you know what? Yes, they're, they're late with that, but they are doing it, and they deserve praise for that. And that's the sort of stuff that you can raise yourself on. I just find it frustrating that in this time when where people are from the... Almost like the outside looking in they can't see those positives. so you know let's highlight the ones that actually are a positive. Is there anything that you think that D- anything else you think the DVC should be celebrating, Chris
0: um no there's, there's, there's too, too much to- work no there's too much work left to do i I, I, I think there's a time for celebrating. And I appreciate that New Year is a good time to reflect back, and and we said, uh, and and you, you said specifically about on uh, ready to pass about that level of reflection, but that comes at the end when they're ready to be successful. We're we're not there. That we're we're at level two or three. I hope. Um, yeah, I, I just no. Carry on.
1: No, I think that's the sort of thing you would celebrate internally. Yes, no, You can. There, there is stuff that, that I see in this podcast that I wouldn't rag about publicly. There are. I'm, I'm honest with my stats sometimes. You know, I put a post up recently showing how January from last year uh, compared to this year, this year's was double. I will share those stats sometimes, and I will share the negative stuff as well. But there is some stuff that I see that I'm like, this is a private celebration. People don't need to know this. This is one where I can sit back and go, I've done well there. But I'm yeah. not going to put that out to the public and and i think that that was incredibly incredibly misjudged and and i fully appreciate this is is really going to reduce my chances of getting her on um but that's not what you want from the head of the table um the head of the table needs to be able to make those judgments better um on on like you said reading the room and and what to do publicly and when and like I say, Lovey's ridering's head in the table. She's the the focal point, and she should take credit for the stuff that goes well, and she should take the criticism for the stuff that doesn't go so well. I find it slightly concerning that that email has come from that person at that position, um, and. Yeah, I'm going to leave that there because and I, I do stand by this. There was the post I put out on Facebook in that I'm not going to come out and just be critical for critical sake and just – I don't mind having the odd run. I think it's good. I think it's amusing, but this podcast has never been about just bullets in the DBSA. It's been about raising the news, offering an opinion, and then a discussion and that's it. And, and I appreciate that I've – probably reduce my chance of getting love day on this but love day if you are listening please get in touch uh, i would love to have you on the show i particularly want to find out about your background and and how you've brought that into this industry and what you're using from that because i still talk i still use stuff from my mcdonald's days in uh, in, in delivering driving lessons so uh, anything else you want to touch on around the the success of 2022 chris
0: no no because i want to look forward into 2023 and and i i think that's where it's fine she's issued a blog we've all read the blog we we've established how we feel about it um I think where we stand United is we want to find ways successful ways to move forwards so you know okay brilliant brilliant we, we are where we are what what's next uh uh-huh. and and that's the bit that I look forward look forward to um see, seeing what's going to come through um actually getting some changes from audit um seeing the waiting times change. Uh, and whatever's next from from ready to pass, um, it was notable that the um, what was the title? Um, yeah, the DVSA plans for twenty twenty three was a lot shorter blog article than the celebrations from twenty twenty two.
1: Where would you like to see their priority focus for twenty twenty three? What's the most important thing?
0: I think we can't afford to be wasting tests. So anything that we can do to avoid wastage has got to be a priority, but that's not pretty or headline. And we probably won't even notice it because it will be individual tests. Um, I, I I think it's, it's some real back-breaking work that we're not going to notice the benefits on an individual basis, but we'll hopefully chisel away at things. It will prevent problems um you know and and, and it's all great it, it, the engagement calls that there wasn't a figure that said how many people didn't take up the engagement call but they said that they're up to i think it was three and a half thousand um engagement calls i've I've had some really positive feedback about those and you know that that's that's great it's instructors that are in a better position now and i think you know those positive focuses and growth uh, that's all i'm not expecting you know big growth i think treading water at the moment is probably good you know good ground if we're working hard during that and we've all had those periods of time especially in business where it is just a case of going do you know what we're going to work hard that's what we're going to do um and You know, I get the politics. That's why I'm not involved (laughs) with the politics because it annoys me. Um, I I just think, yeah, let's just plod on. Let's keep going and let's try and get it right. And let's, you know, have ways that we can communicate when they get it wrong so that they listen. I
1: I would be less inclined to prioritise the driving test waiting list. I would be more inclined to prioritise driving instructors. Um, and whether that's uh, stepping up standards checks, whether that's stepping up engagement calls without standard checks, whether that's completely revitalizing audit and, and putting some actual structure in place that's mandatory for anyone's training instructors, whether it's completely revamping the way people come into the industry and the, the criteria around coming into the industry. I, I think that at the minute we, by focusing on tests, and again, I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I'm talking priorities. Mm. Potentially focus on the bottom up rather than at the top down or whichever way around it is. Mm. I think that, you know, that I, I've i been quite honest before that I've my standards have slipped slightly in the past, but uh, I then took action to improve them. But part of the reason that I took action to improve them is because I saw that my standards were slipping and part of the reason I saw my standards were slipping was because I host this podcast and I speak to some awesome, awesome, truly amazing driving instructors. And I'm like, I, I used to be like that. Why are that committed? And why are I doing this? And it, if I wasn't in that privileged position, would I, it's like the, um, the driver that drives for 10 years doesn't notice the faults mm. because you've never do any further training the driving instructor that just goes for 10 years with no further training that doesn't, you know, see that, doesn't notice the faults developing and whether it's by hosting a podcast or listening to a podcast or going on courses, hopefully you can catch those faults and then you're putting out a better product as well, because since I've now upped my game again, I'm delivering better lessons and delivering better students and not just to increase the test score, but for afterwards as well. And, And I
0: think that would be the area I would prioritise. I I think, because I agree, absolutely. I think the difference is that my loss of hope has left me being realistic in what I think they can actually do or or would, would achieve what they would take on because I feel that they've already announced that they're not able to make those changes, which would be to audit and to the training process and such. So I, I I think that's the difference. If that if what you've just said is achievable, hundred percent that that's top top of my list. But you know I, I I kind of I'm having one of those moments that the DVSA bestow upon me at least once a quarter, which is where I kind of go. Do you know what? I'm I'm naive to feel hopeful um, that there's going to be change and. It, it I don't do I don't tell in, in necessarily a negative way. it reminds me so I'm grateful to them we are the people that can make those changes and we are the people that can, as you said, go and do CPD and it doesn't have to cost anything. there's however many hours of um podcast that they can go and digest between lessons and everything else um which you know is potentially free and if you enjoy that so much, go and pay for the premium. Um, so saves you saying it. So, uh, you know, it, but it is, it, I genuinely think that you are the best source of CPD in the industry at this moment in time for breadth and um, and uh, engagement and everything else. I, it's great. It's why I turn up. Um, and yeah, I, I think for me, what do I want the DVSA to do? Just let them do their job and we can we can focus on being awesome on our own. Thank you very much.
1: I, I didn't quite catch that. Who did he say was the best sausage?
0: <laughs> no. No. Um... <laughs> But no, it's gen- genuinely, I, I I say it regularly. So, no, ab- absolutely. There's plenty of other people out there that have got awesome courses and everything else. If you want depth of product and a breadth of, of topics and you want it in a format which you can listen to between lessons because you're driving a car, I don't know where else I would go. Um, yeah, do
1: you know I, I appreciate that comment, and I, I'm i not big on uh, celebrate success – as we are, and, and yeah. uh, I, the, the phrase I use uh, is that it's the best value CPD out there, clearly, because this is free, so you can't get better value than free. But it's, the, in my opinion, and it is my humble opinion, and uh, on the initial call, link us for Chris today, I put my name as Terry Cook Award Winner for not winning any awards (laughs) Um, so i there is that caveat but i class this as the best quality quantity and and variety of of cpd available and the the premium content is the best value out there and that's not just me that says it that's any well, maybe not everyone, pretty much everyone that signs up. Um, but yes, I made a note to clip that audio clip at 46 minutes. I said I wasn't using the video, but I'm well now. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I do appreciate that. <laughs> but um, uh, I've lost track now. I've gone all shy and, and whatnot. Um, the, in fact, I was going to mention that one of the, the, the things that someone says to me recently on a call, and they will remain nameless, and it wasn't said in any kind of malicious context, uh, it's all right for you. It's all right for you, and it was. It's all right for you because you host that podcast, and where I speak to all these people, and well, my like, a listen to it, you get the same I do, and and b well, go and host the podcast. Then, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's the you know, it, it's all right for you. I hate that
0: phrase. Anyway, I no, I I had a, a really interesting conversation today with an ADI who wanted some support and wanted to grow. Um, uh, yeah, brilliant. And it was, you know, I, I look at other instructors and I don't feel as good as they are, and I, but they're not the one that's come and sat in a car to do some to actually take some action. So it, it depends on what you're measuring it on. But then she she sort of, so, I suppose in in, a, in an ADI sense, suggested that I I'd had a silver spoon of some kind, in 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 the, you know well well clearly you you've had so you you've had a different journey to me. And it's the only thing I've I've been lucky in places, but I've made sure that I've found opportunities as well, and that yeah, I think all of these things are out there. Whenever someone looks and and, and you know and and thinks, oh, there's that that name from doing whatever, um, that can be can be you too, because all of us have passed the same tests. Whether you want to, that's that's down to you. That, that's a choice. And not everyone has to do it. You you can turn up to work every day, go home and forget about everything. Um, I I just I get bored and I'm nosy. So I like sticking myself into other people's um lives and seeing what's going on. Uh, and and I've you know, I've had opportunities that have come from that that have been huge. Um, but it is all instructors have the ability to maximize their knowledge. Their business and their potential. So, anyone that chooses to, anyone who signs up to, you know, to to listen to the podcast, is you know has my absolute respect because they're making that effort. It's great. Which again, that's why you do it because you want to help people, and it's why I turn up because I I love the fact that there are instructors out there. It, it keeps me sane that there are instructors out there that are genuinely looking. Away from the DVSA minimum standard, because that's that's their job. That's not a criticism.
1: And if you don't like this podcast, other podcasts are available. Although if you don't like it, I don't know why you'd be listening this far in. But either way, um, But yeah, everyone, not everyone has the same twenty-four hours. I saw that quote recently. But everyone's got the same twenty-four hours. That's not true. Everyone's twenty-four hours are different. It's similar for time, but they're different. But you still have opportunities within those twenty-four hours. Hmm. And sometimes when people have opportunity in 24 hours, they will spend time going through Facebook groups for instructors and finding questions that they want to answer. Um, but we're not quite ready to dive into that yet because I know that you are uh, keen to tell us about a new event that you've stumbled across um, that I haven't stumbled across yet. So uh, I know you don't know too much, but it's definitely worth knowing to people. So do you want to just kind of explain what it is
0: potentially? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so it was an email came out from the ADINJC. That's where I found it. Um, because it is a first car, first car um intelligent instructor backed event. Um, it's called um ICE Live. Be careful if you Google it, because there are a number of ice um events, including the gaming industry has just had an ice event so uh the website is icelive.org.uk and it's the road and community safety virtual reality conference so this is the next level of driving instructing this is is driving instructing of the future um, and not just driving instructing but road safety looking at the use of virtual reality um, headsets uh the opportunities that they, they face during COVID during lockdown, I spoke to two or three companies that were developing systems that were uh, VR based for driver education and it's fascinating stuff. Um, you will be able to sit there in your pajamas, put your VR headset in and pop in next to your um, your pupil, you know, in your dinner jacket, you'd appear next to them um, or whatever you choose, your avatar would be next to them and you'd be able to teach them in a virtual environment, potentially. They would be able to, what I think is really interesting, rehearse events that you don't get to experience on the road, like dealing with horses and cyclists and trains, level crossings, because I don't know about you, every time I drive to one, there's not a train coming, really annoying. So that experience can be done in a, in a controlled environment and we can deal with blue light vehicles and, and that kind of thing. So I think there's some some really interesting developments. Um, it looks like a, a great, great event. There is a, uh, a hot buffet-style lunch, um, which everybody who knows me knows that I base an event on how good food is um, and how expensive it is. I, it looks like the food here is included. However, for ADIs, the ticket price is £175. So that is a fair commitment for something when you're not quite sure what's going to be there. Um, I'd love to hear about anybody who knows, you know, from anyone who knows knows more about it um, and and what's going to be going on. But, yeah, uh, there's an early bird price of a 10% discount if you book by the end of March. So. If you're interested interested in tech, if you want to see what might be coming next, um, it, it's an interesting one to go and have a look at on Wednesday, the 18th of October. Interestingly, on a Wednesday, um, but yeah, I, I I may well be there. So if I am, come and say hello.
1: Um, I will try and remember to put the link for that in the show notes. If you're listening now, go and check out them. The link should be there to go straight through. Just done some fast maths in my head. Now, I have nothing against that ticket price. Um, you know, if you can afford it, go to it. It sounds pretty cool. I probably can't afford it, but I may still go. Um, the The thing that was interesting for me is that if you signed up to so the Instructor Podcast Premium and the DITC for a year, it would still be cheaper than that.
0: Well... Um, so if you for you're going- for money, I, I'm going to... At the moment, the exhibitor showcase is um, First Car, Road Safety GB, HCC Solicitors, um, which is spelt wrongly on the website. I, I will drop them an email to let them know. On HCC, blue. <laughs> 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 Um And uh, Leicester Fire and Rescue Service. Um, I, I wonder whether... Um, uh, the British Horse Foundation uh, are going to go along as well because they've got some VR headset stuff that they use. So it'll be interesting to see if it grows and there's more people coming. Um, I Yeah, one to have a look at, uh, see what you think. I am going to mention
1: one of a form of CPD, one of a plug here just for him, because uh, everyone knows I'm a Bob Martin fan. I think everyone's a Bob Martin fan. Uh, he used to be a big name in the tree, if you haven't heard of him yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's got a couple of webinars coming up. They are called Being Better with Bob. Uh, I won't tell you where he stole that name from. Um, but yeah, I forget the dates, but go and check them out on his class Learning website. Um, he's got a couple of uh, masterclass webinars coming up. And if you are a premium member, you actually get a 50% discount sign up for them. So you basically get two for one, which is, uh, it is quite good. Um, but let, let's put a pin in all that for now. Uh, and we're going to talk just a little bit about Grades and grade A and grade B. And this was actually one of your suggestions, Chris. Uh, <laughs> so I think I might let you uh, kick off with with almost like why you thought this topic was,
0: was relevant. It, it was a controversial moment in my week um, of which I did look back and think, you know, maybe it wasn't worth the effort. Um, there was a, a question on Facebook that said, would someone taught by a grade A instructor pass faster? But actually it said, could someone? So my answer was yes. They could. Doesn't mean they will, but um possibly slightly tongue-in-cheek at the time when I when I posted it. Um next time I came back to Facebook after a hard day's work. Uh, I'd upset a few people and I do apologize for upsetting because I didn't mean to it wasn't it, I, I, I think I was being a little bit facetious about the question. because um, I always think in a in a job where we're supposed to be good at asking questions, it's amazing how many rubbish ones end up on Facebook. But I did then defend my position because it is something that I think there is evidence for. Now, that's not to say that all grade A and all grade B are equal. I know some really brilliant grade B instructors, and I know some shocking grade A ones. Um, but the I say that someone who's been able to sit in the back of cars and see people teach. If the standards check, and I believe it does, measures a good lesson, a structured lesson, someone who is being taught in a structured way is highly likely to achieve success faster than someone that isn't. And my analogy for this was, imagine making, uh, we're going to go with the Titanic Lego because I really want it. And if anyone fancies gifting it, please do. Um, uh, A couple of my friends have got it and and they've, you know, it's been the best 40 hours they've spent making that. Um, So you're making the Titanic from Lego. One of you has the Lego in a pile. And the other one has the Lego laid out. The one who's got the Lego laid out is going to make it quicker. Doesn't mean it's going to be as fun. Doesn't doesn't mean an enjoyment factor. But that structure is going to get you more efficient results on average. And I stand by that. I also stand by could is not would, uh, which was my initial response. So that that was that's where it came from. Now. The reason I thought we should talk about it is actually I think it's a really interesting question of, you know, does A, B matter? Um, Should it matter? And even if it doesn't matter, does it denote a difference? Uh, You could argue, should pupils be out looking for the grade B instructors?
1: There are so many points to touch on there including now my pressure to ask good questions after you just said that (laughs) um let's start off with the most important point which is i today actually bought the uh sanctum sanctorium lego doctor strange it was was an offer and i got that quite cheap um so yeah that was my treat for myself today um and i'm a pile guy not a not a sorting art guy that's why Uh, you can't sit down it's what yes i can't sit down because of all the piles yes um I nearly cut you off early for a joke, mid. Um, <laughs> the the oh dear oh now I've forgotten all the responses I had lined up in my head. Uh, the going right back to the first thing. Uh, York, I know this is me being honest. I, I I do think that if you answer that question, uh, can a grade A instructor,
0: whatever it was, um, with the Good. answer. Could could a could a, a pupil with a grade A instructor pass faster?
1: Yeah, I do think if you answer that with the answer of yes, you are kind of asking for trouble. It's not one that I would answer like that. Um, I I yeah, <laughs> Either way, I think you're asking for trouble there because a people won't read the question properly and assume that you are saying grade A instructors are better, and and B other people look and think dick. So, um, but either way, uh, it amused me. I went, you you mentioned it to me, I went back a lot, and I had great merriment reading through that. Um, so yeah, I might even put the link for that in the show notes as well. Go check that out. Um, <laughs> I can't remember where it was now. Either way, uh, yeah, the, the, well, the cards on the table, I've said this before, I'm a grade B. I think that if you'd have asked me to do a standard check this time last year, I would have been a grade C. Um, I would like to think that I've improved a lot since then. No, that's, that's nonsense. I have improved a lot since then. Uh, I don't know what grade I will be. I still sometimes take out standard check forms, uh, the, the mark sheets, and at the end of, I don't do it every lesson, but I'll try and do it a few times a week. Um, kind of score myself after a lesson. Now I know I'm doing it, me scoring myself, but I think it's interesting after a lesson to go through on those tick sheets and just see where you would be. Um, so. And on a personal sort of note, that's where I am. Uh, I have said to myself that if I don't get called up this year, I will probably request one by the end of the year because I, I'm i curious on, on that. And kind of one of the – forget what your phrase exactly, but does the grade matter? I think that's a really, really interesting question that I don't actually think there's a right answer for. And I possibly even, oh, God, I'm turning to that guy now, possibly even the wrong question because, you know, it's the question, does it matter to you? Because mm-hmm. yep. in reality, it only matters to two people or to, you know, the DVSA and the individual with the grid.
0: Should it matter to pupils?
1: Again, you asked a really good question. Should pupils be looking for uh, grade B instructors? I would hazard a guess that a lot of grade B instructors, not all, you know I'm not trying to stereotype everyone, but a lot of people that get that grade B probably get some motivation to improve. Whereas potentially if you get a grade A, and again, I'm not saying everyone, I'm saying potentially, so don't at me um if you get a 51 out of 51 are you going to be as motivated you know and i think that's what a lot of it comes down to it's how you as an individual interprets that grid if you don't give a toss genuinely whether you're an a or a b then that's completely fine that's your opinion but then also why throw a tantrum when someone talks about it on facebook if you don't care whether you're an A or B, why are you getting offended when someone says that a grade A can pass, can pass someone quickly in a grade B? So I, I genuinely think it's down to the individual. So, so my take on that, I would like to get a grade A, and I would like to get 51 out of 51. And the reason, sort of the honest reason behind that, is because that's the criteria that I'm being assessed on by the person that governs my industry. So, therefore, I want to be able to do that to the best of my ability. That's their criteria. I've got my secondary criteria, which is how my students feel about me. I know which one I prefer, and it's making sure my students are right and looked after. But that doesn't mean I want to ignore what the governing body of the people that I'm in rate me on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I do want to be the the best I can be according
0: to them and me. And I think, for me, the interesting thing is – I do not believe that the standards check grades the instructor. I believe that the standards check grades the lesson and we can all deliver good and bad lessons. It's, it's the lesson that was graded. It's, it's not you. It's not to say if you were any good or you aren't, aren't any good. It's to say, did your lesson fit a structure and I happen to agree with the structure as being a really good structure because all the structure is, is was there a point to the lesson? I, I I hate the idea of wasting money on a lesson and just driving around for the hell of it where you don't benefit and get the most out of it. You know, if you have a week's holiday, make the best of the week's holiday. We all, you know, I, I watched my 12 year old during the summer holidays going you do not know how lucky you've got it make the most of this no he doesn't because you don't appreciate when you're there you don't want to look back and go actually i've wasted all of that so i want it i want it it should be there should be a point and then it should be safe so actually, if we're working together in the car to keep it safe, it means we can get the most out of it. So again, it's about getting the most out of that. That's what the structure is. And at the end, you want to know, did you do all right? And if you didn't do all right, how can do better next? I don't get any lesson that shouldn't fit that. Therefore, I value that structure. But it is the lesson that's, that gets the grade. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think... The sh- the thing that's a shame is that rather than go, yes, that is something I want to work towards. Everything you've just said, I think the majority of people dismiss it, and that's possibly out of a defensive mechanism of dismissing it, and being that the by statistically the majority of people are a grade B because it's the way it, way it is, um, that it gets dismissed because of, and yeah, we we, we don't necessarily shout about it um it, i yeah i i the thing that was important to me was that the lesson that was marked was me being me that i didn't put on a show i didn't tailor it i i delivered what i deliver a hundred percent and therefore i was very happy with any result that i got that because it told me where i was where i was at and could i change things and yeah I've, there's a write up somewhere about my last standards check um I will, I'll send you a link and you can you can share it with people because it's it's very honest and it says exactly where it went horribly wrong at one moment and I had to paddle frantically to bring it back um but I just I just think that yeah I, you know there is a there is a value to it and I think we should embrace that value a little bit more than we possibly do
1: I think Again, that's that's the same as we teach students. We teach them to drive, not to pass a test. So when they go and pass their test, they're not passing it by a fluke. They're passing it because they drive like that consistently. And that that's where I agree with you. That you know, when when I take that standards check, yes, I want to be at my best. Of course I do, because there will be days when I'm not at my best. I'm human but I want it to be a representation. It's like I call the um, the, the driving test a representation of real-life driving. We don't do anything different. Uh, I saw a post recently, actually, and you articulate better than I do about the, the, the two bits of the driving test that are fabri- fabricated, the emergency stop and the, the parallel park. It's what I tell my students. Everything else is just driving. So it's a representation of real-life driving, and the standard check should be a representation of a real-life lesson. And that's kind of why they changed it from having an examiner there to having a student there because that student could have a panic attack and then you've got to to deal with that and the examiner will then mark that accordingly you know when that student's in the middle of a panic attack do you get them to go to a roundabout <laughs> or do you pull up first you know or, or whatever the situation is so it's it's about keeping it safe so i 100 agree but as i say it should be a re- it should be a reflection of your instruction now, yes, it should be you at your best. But again, if you go in and do your best and then say to your students, if, you, if you're if you an A-star driver, I to rephrase that differently, we all know, if we're being honest, that you only need to be a, almost like a a B a grade B driver to pass your driving test. You know, if you was like yeah. GSA GCSE grades, a grade B, maybe even a B-minus to pass a driving test. So if you're driving an A-star standard, and get a bit nervous or make a mistake and drop down to a B and you'll still pass. If you're driving at a B standard, you drop down to a C or a D and you're going to fail. It's the same on your standards check. If you're delivering, you know, to use their criteria, 51 out of 51 on, on most lessons and get nervous, you're still going to be a grade A. If you're delivering 30 out of, 51 or most lessons, and you get nervous, well, guess what's going to happen? And I, I do think that, that it is that, and I, I think I would probably concur with you as well and that there is a self-defense thing there, and, it, you know, look at the response to when they brought the standards check-in in relation to driving test results, and whatever change they make, it will create uproar. You know, and, and to, to quote, and maybe I shouldn't say quote because I might get it wrong, but uh, Graham Hooper, I believe, um, I've, I've tried coaching FAME, I'm going to say uh, infamy, but we'll leave it as fame. Um, I, I think he, I saw him once where he said that as a trainer, he couldn't live with himself if he was a grade B because he wants to be, you know, that level training people. It goes back to what I said early on about the, what, in my opinion, the DVSA should be focused on. It's, it's raising the standard of instructors. I include myself in that. You know, I can always be better. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm too reflective at times. But I think that to go back to that original question, can a grade A instructor pass someone quickly than a grade B? Well, as you said, yes. Yes, they can. But a grade B can pass someone. And I suppose you flip that question around to maybe the question that you would have hoped for. And the one I'll ask back you is, is a grade A instructor more likely to pass someone faster than a grade B instructor?
0: And and yeah, I would go back to that structured argument, the argument about the structure rather, which is yes, I think there will be plenty of exceptions. You know, that there, there's there, there'll be great grade B and not so good grade A's and all the rest of it, the ones that do it just on the test day. If you are delivering that same standard all the way through the year. Then, yes, because the structure will be there. um, and even if it's a bit, you know, you might have upped your game on the day of day of the test, you know, it if that structure is there, you will be getting better results. my my question would be, do we want them to pass faster? Or is it should our focus be on how fast, or is it is the better question? does a grade A instructor produce a better driver, a a safer driver at the end of the process? And if we all want to work to something, Mm -hmm. that's the question that's got merit. Um, I don't know because I think there's a bit of me that feels that driving is such an emotive, personal thing If you have an instructor who you engage with well, that you value their opinion and therefore you take it on board and make it part of who you are and your values and decisions, that is what is going to get people to drive better for longer because they will have taken it on board. And I don't think the DVSA criteria identifies that, whether you've got empathy. whether you you get on with your pupils or not, um, whether you can influence them. It's not that deep. It's just about structure. And and I will go back to what I've said for a long, long time, and I will continue to say, please judge me on how my pupils drive after they pass their test, not on how they drive for their test. And I know that gets uproar from a lot of people because we can't influence them afterwards. No, but we can influence them on the journey there. And some of that they will take with them.
1: The better you influence them on the journey there, the more they will take away afterwards. I know that from, from working with other people who I've done like a 12-week course with. The, the the more they've impacted me during that 12 weeks, the longer it's lasted afterwards. And, and that will go for driving as well. If I can have a bigger and better impact on that student before they leave me, then... I will have a bigger and better impact on them afterwards. Is that my responsibility afterwards? That's a whole other discussion that I don't think I've got the brain power to get into today, but I do think that it's my responsibility to try and impact that afterwards. And something that I've spoke about for a long, old time is, and you touched on it then, is the rapport with students. And I don't work with students I don't like. How You know, if I went on Facebook now and I – found a group and scroll down. It wouldn't take me long to find someone complaining about their students. I don't have that problem. I, I just don't. And that's because I don't take people on that I don't want to work with ever. Yes, there's the odd one slip through the net. So please, you know, none of the, oh, he's perfect. Isn't it? There's the odd one slip through the net. They don't last long because they'll either ditch me because I'm not right for them or I'll ditch them because they're not right for me. But there's, there's a vetting process that goes on that starts right from the very beginning of my social media. Because, I've used this example before, but if I post something about, with a pride flag on, and I have that on my social media post, guess what? Homophobic people are coming to me. I've just ruled out a, a broad sector of people that I don't want to work with. So I filter out a lot of people before they come to me. Then when they come to me, I filter them out through the way they speak to me messages and the way they liaise to me. And I will take people on whose parents contact me first. I will take people on whose parents do most of the talking. I will take people on who specifically say they don't want the parents to interact at all. So it's not about a, you know, that side of it. It's just how will I get on with that person? And I think because of that, and I have no data to back this up at all, it's purely my assumption and 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 Guesswork. I think because of that, I have a longer lasting impact with my students. And I would hazard a guess that the students that you get on with better, you have a longer lasting impact with them. And so if you're someone that wants to work with people for as short a time as possible and get them in the dark out the door, that's how you should market yourself. Because you're probably going to have a better influence on those people than I would, because I don't want to work with those people. I'm going to spend half my time arguing with them people. That's why I don't take them on. I want to enjoy my lessons. Um, and that's a new catchphrase for the show, by the way. If you don't enjoy your driving lessons, you're doing them wrong. Um, that's a new sign-off for the show. Uh, but yeah, so I think that there's quite a broad thing. There. Anything else you want to touch on around that topic, Chris?
0: Sorry if I offended anybody, but um, everybody should have have access to my phone number because it's out there. It's, it's not hard to find um I love the conversation so and anytime you do um don't just stick it on Facebook and walk away from it, it gives a buzz um I I'm, I'm up to be corrected absolutely and to talk about individuals but you know Facebook doesn't work well for that uh so always happy to have the chat but um I, I still believe what I wrote so
1: that's <laughs> if you would like your Facebook question read out on this podcast just ask it in a way that Chris can answer with one word <laughs> and then we're good to go um anything else you want
0: to touch on today Chris Bob uh no <laughs> just thinking of the one words that I could use <laughs> outside, outside of that um no no we we've we've upset the DVsa we we've um yeah we, we've put the world to rights and uh, the everything's a better place I, I can go and sleep soundly tonight so no thank you well, just a quick reminder where people can find you uh, the ditc.co.uk um check it out. Let us know what you think and let us know what we need to add uh for the things that are important to you because we've got a long list. It'd be nice to know what the priorities are.
1: And um, yeah, just a reminder you can check out www.theinstructorpodcast.com for all my podcast information over there and uh, remember that if you are not enjoying your driving lessons, you are doing it wrong.